China has a problem. It has the world's biggest population and second-largest economy. But its currency, the yuan, is hardly used outside the country. Everyone uses the dollar. That makes the leaders of China very uncomfortable that their number one rival in the world also runs the currency of the world. That puts China in a very vulnerable position. For years, China has tried to get the world to use its currency without much success. And now it has a new plan that it hopes will attract attention. It's digitizing the yuan. It is basically China doing to money what Amazon has done to retailing and what Spotify has done to music. China would like to have something new. And this is the something new. Like Bitcoin, this new digital yuan would be computer code. But unlike Bitcoin, it would be controlled by a government, the Chinese government. And the digital yuan could eventually replace all of China's paper and coin money. The rest of the world is very anxious about this development. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Friday, April 9th. Coming up on the show, China's daring step into the world of digital currency. This episode is brought to you by Canva. When your work looks good, you look good. So create all the stunning presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos you need with Canva. Start with one of the designer-made templates or jump ahead with the power of AI. It's a real time saver and anybody can use it. Whatever department you work in, whatever you need, Canva will help you get it done and make it look fantastic. Start designing today at canva.com. Design for work. Tap the banner to learn more. Since World War II, the U.S. dollar has been king of the global financial system. The U.S. dollar provides the United States a power like its military. It's unseen, but it is an immensely powerful weapon. James Arity covers China and economics. And he says the U.S. dollar is used in most global business, making up 88% of all international foreign exchange trades. The U.S., because it controls the U.S. dollar, can make it very difficult for banks in the world to transact with enemies of the United States. People who land on sanctioned list, people who are penalized by the United States, are basically frozen out of the global banking system because the U.S. has so much power with the U.S. dollar. And the U.S. is not shy about using this power, like with Iran. I'm pleased to sign into law the toughest sanctions against Iran ever passed by the United States Congress. And North Korea. The order enhances the Treasury Department's authorities to target any individual or entity that conducts significant trade in goods, services, or technology with North Korea. After the coup in Myanmar, the U.S. blocked the movement of the financial assets of top military officials. We're freezing U.S. assets that benefit the Burmese government. And with China, the U.S. has increasingly used sanctions 
to penalize government officials and companies. New sanctions against two current Chinese government officials for what the Treasury Department is calling serious human rights abuses in Xinjiang. Sanctions on officials or businesses or institutions that have jeopardized or undermined Hong Kong's autonomy. Trade and visa restrictions on some 24 Chinese companies that the United States alleges uh, have been responsible for this expansion in the South China Sea. Beijing is extremely concerned that this trend will continue and will worsen and that major important entities in China could be frozen out of the global financial system. They call this dollar weaponization and it is a major concern to them just as the U.S. Navy is off the East China coast. China has seen the power of the dollar and has long wanted a more global yuan. But the yuan is only used for a tiny fraction of global currency transactions, just 4%, compared to the dollar's 88%. That is a complete mismatch when you're talking about the world's biggest trading nation and no one's using its currency. China would like to make its yuan more internationally respected and used, and it hasn't worked very well. Over the years, China's tried all kinds of things to make the yuan more respected. For example, it did deals with the central banks of other countries hoping to get more yuan in circulation. And it asked companies to price goods in yuan rather than dollars. But nothing really worked. Then, in 2009, something big hit the currency markets. The cryptocurrency Bitcoin. Bitcoin only exists digitally. It's not connected to any government or central bank. At first, most governments ignored Bitcoin, but China paid attention. I remember in 2014 when Zhou Xiaochuan, who was running the Chinese central bank, said that they were going to study having a Chinese digital currency. I had no idea what he was talking about. Bitcoin was hardly even on, you know, well understood at that point. They were really thinking ahead. In 2019, as cryptocurrencies were gaining steam, Facebook announced one of its own. Facebook wants to befriend your wallet. The social media giant is launching a cryptocurrency and naming it Libra. That made policymakers around the world, including in China and in the U.S., very, very anxious that Facebook, which has more users than any country has population, that their currency would be running around in, you know, such a big population. Response around the world was swift. The U.S. focused on blocking Facebook's currency. But China decided to get out in front of it and sped up work on making its own digital currency. Rather than trying to beat the dollar at its own game or lose to Facebook, they were going to disrupt the whole system. Digitizing the yuan provides a sort of asymmetrical challenge to the U.S. dollar supremacy. This is not a head-to-head thing. When they digitize the yuan, it doesn't mean that suddenly everyone will start using the yuan. No. But it does offer all sorts of opportunities of the future that the dollar just doesn't have right now. And a year ago, they began testing a digital yuan. How that went after the break. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match 
with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of The Journal is brought to you by KPMG. At KPMG, we make the difference. It's not just something we say, it's what we do. We work closely with clients to uncover insights that illuminate opportunity, develop bold solutions that innovate industries, and create better outcomes driven by data. Brighter insights, bolder solutions, better outcomes. It's how our people make the difference. KPMG, make the difference. Last April, China began recruiting people in several cities to test out its digital currency. More than 100,000 people received about $30 worth of digital yuan. They had to download an app on their phones and could spend it on everyday items at places like Starbucks and McDonald's. And those tests showed how the digital yuan will work in the real world. The currency will reside in an app, be visible in an app. It looks like a Chinese yuan does today. It even has a picture of Mao Zedong on it, and you see an image of that on your phone, and it has a denomination, and you would be able to hold that up to a cash register, you would be able to hold that up to your friend's phone, and you would be able to exchange the money over the ether in the same way that you would use a product like Apple Pay here in the U.S., For a Chinese person, using digital yuan isn't going to look a lot different from the way it looks right now, which is paying for things with your phone. How is it different from using a payment app? What China is proposing is not just a new way of moving money around. That's what Apple Pay does. Apple Pay moves money around. Venmo moves money around. This is actually money. And it's a very different proposition. And it is difficult to sort of get your head around But in the background, with a payment app, there is money in the bank. You could go to the bank and you can get your cash out. With this, you're not going to have cash in the bank to get out. You're going to have digital money in the bank. The digital yuan will exist for a while alongside paper and coin yuan. People in China will be able to go to their bank and exchange, say, 100 paper yuan for 100 digital yuan and vice versa. And when the central bank creates digital yuan, it will take physical paper money out of the system, thereby not adding any additional money into the economy. And while digital yuan appears similar to cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, it probably won't act like them. For instance, the value of a digital yuan won't fluctuate the way Bitcoin does. It will be worth exactly the same amount as a paper yuan. And there won't be some mysterious power behind it. The power is the same old People's Bank of China. So for Chinese consumers who are already using apps on their phones to buy things, the introduction of digital yuan probably won't change much in their day-to-day lives. But for the Chinese government, the change could be revolutionary. And not just in terms of the yuan's power globally, but because Beijing can use the technology for domestic goals too. This for a central banker is a dream tool. They could offer money quickly to people whether they just would like to see the economy hum a little faster or whether they're hit by a disaster. Say there's an earthquake in a particular city or territory 
there could be money wired to everyone who has the same area code, for instance. Everyone gets some kind of stimulus payment just like that, rather than having to wait for however money would arrive during that natural disaster. Does it open up new ways for the government to monitor Chinese citizens? Because the digitized currency is an electronic, a computer-based product, it will leave fingerprints. Every transaction will be visible to the Central Bank of China. They say that they're not going to be looking, but it's more along the lines of they say they're not going to be looking. It's not that they can't. They will be able to trace virtually every transaction to see who is spending which money where. And that's a powerful mechanism for monitoring how money is being spent and who's spending it and why. China likes control. China is always seeking more and more control. A digital currency promises to give them more control over their people, more control over their economy, and more control over their own future. That includes dealing with the technological future, and it also means versus adversaries like the United States. For instance, the digital yuan could potentially provide a way for those sanctioned by the U.S. to still exchange money without U.S. knowledge. China says the digital yuan is for its own population, but it's still doing a lot to promote it internationally. In December, the state-run China Global TV Network posted a video touting the benefits of the digital yuan. This is one of the building blocks of China's move towards world market status and greater involvement in setting the framework of the global economy. China's expected to officially roll out the digital yuan nationwide before it hosts the Winter Olympics in February. And eventually, China hopes to phase out paper money entirely. China is really ahead of the game. I think that what has been so surprising is how quickly in the course of a year, really, they have tested this model in several cities with lots of people. Right now, money moves around according to systems that are built to move the dollar around. The U.S. has eyes into those systems, and China doesn't like the fact that the U.S. has that power, has that oversight, and has that control. So if a new mechanism were put forward digitally like this, China is going to be helping write the rules of the road for how the money is moving around through this digital space. James says other countries will want to participate in China's new system for a pretty straightforward reason. Chinese tourists. There'll be tourists going to other countries and they'll want to spend money. And more importantly, the merchants, the hotels, the restaurants in those countries would like to accept the Chinese money. This is the way the digital yuan will start to move around the world. It will move with tourists. It will move with people who are doing probably initially small trading with China. It'll move with Chinese people as they move around the world. Do you think our grandchildren will be using digital yuan? <laughs> I think our grandchildren will be using digital money. For sure, whether they're using the digital yuan or the digital dollar, I don't know. This is something that is probably going to take off, and China is going to have an early lead on the rest of the world with it. 
That's all for today, Friday, April 9th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Your hosts are Ryan Knudsen and me, Kate Leinbaugh. The show is produced by Katherine Brewer, Gerard Cole, Pia Godkari, Martin Kessler, Annie Minoff, Laura Morris, Afif Nasuli, Ricky Novetsky, Enrique Perez, Sarah Platt, Willa Rubin, Annie Rose Strasser, and Rob Zipko. Our engineers are Griffin Tanner and Nathan Singapak. Our theme music is by So Wiley. Additional music this week from Katherine Anderson, Peter Leonard, Bobby Lord, Emma Munger, and Blue Dot Sessions. Fact-checking by Nicole Pasulka. Thanks for listening. See you Monday.